let's freaking go. We have got so much to get to. Will Jaden Daniels play in the bowl game? We'll talk about that coming up. But the first thing we have to discuss, as time moves on, you notice throughout the Southeastern Conference, there has been some absolute crazy movement in the coaching world. One of the most shocking coordinator hires in SEC history just happened. Bobby Petrino hired back by Arkansas. Should LSU do the same thing with Corey Raymond on the defensive side of the football? But I think an even bigger question, and the Corey Raymond uh, poll is up there, okay? I think the bigger question, though, is will Brian Kelly fire Matt House? I will say this. I would do it. I think it is time to revamp this LSU defense. I do think one major thing for me is working against Matt House's favor. All right. I would be okay if it was just this season that was a disaster. I would be okay with that. If the year before Matt House was better than he was. Now, I will say this. In his first season at LSU, Matt House was not bad. In fact, he had some really freaking good games. He wasn't bad. He was not bad. All right. What I would tell you, though, is there were bad games. Okay. I did not care that Georgia blew us up. It did not bother me at all. They were an undefeated national champion. But the Texas A&M game was bad. Auburn averaged a lot. 6.3 yards per play. That is a big number for a bad offense. Okay. And then you take a look at the disaster that happened this season. So at this point, Matt House, as a defensive coordinator at LSU, has been not so great in more games than he's been great, if that makes sense. And then if you want to stretch the picture out even wider, you know how like you can zoom out with your phone? If you want to stretch it out even wider here, when has he been a good defensive coordinator? He had been a defensive coordinator five years. Five years of total experience before he got to Brian Kelly in LSU. He had one great season as a defensive coordinator. So the larger sample size is working against him. Now, I will tell you this. Obviously, uh, the assistant coaches, they bear a good bit of this blame. Brian Kelly bears some of this blame. And guess what? The players who actually go out there and play probably deserve a little bit more blame than what they are given because it's so easy to just blame Matt House because, well, he's one person. And we don't talk about individually how every single transfer in the secondary didn't work out. The all-pack 12 linebacker who came in, who got a single-digit number, and he didn't work out. You brought in multiple defensive linemen. Some of those guys actually worked out. Jordan Jefferson, Braden Swinson in particular. It's been tough. It's been tough to see. Now, 
I say all of that as others, okay, have pointed out that there is a good possibility, or should I say good possibility, a better possibility than many would think that Madhouse would be retained. Okay. Saw the clip from the Kalata show. I've seen uh, others just say that. I'm a little shocked that that is the case, but Madhouse could be your defensive coordinator next season. He very well could. He very well could. Okay. So here's my thing if you're LSU, you can go get whoever you want. This is a top 10 job in college football. More than likely, it's a top five job in college football. I would have it rated probably number four. If you have a top five job in college football, guess what? You can get whoever you want. Okay? There should be no limitations on who we can go get. Now, that doesn't mean our pocketbooks are the absolute deepest, but your L is freaking you. LSU is a destination job for a lot of defensive coordinators, okay? There are a lot of names that I would be interested in at this point. So lots of decisions that need to be made. There is also rumblings of some potential players coming to LSU in the portal. We also saw the departure of Armani Goodwin. This is the first time we've been live since Armani Goodwin um, announced that he was going into the portal. That is probably a good thing for both parties involved. Armani Goodwin is very talented. There's just not really a path forward for him here at LSU. Next year, I would say minimum, there would be three backs in this room that are clearly better than him. He is going to go somewhere, though, and be very good. Corey Kiner went somewhere else and was very good. So, look, you, you, you've you got to be ready for this. You've got to be ready because transition happens every single year. And I think we have spent so much time talking about, oh, my goodness, we wasted an all-time great LSU offense, which we did. But something else we wasted this season was a staff that, for the most part, was the same as it was the year before, okay? The coaching circuit constantly moves, all right? Guys come in, guys come out. That's just how it works, okay? We say hi to Michael B., Chance, Brock, Blaine's been in here uh, all night waiting for the live stream to start. I really appreciate you, James. Uh, the great Blaine Cole. Uh, so now I want to get to Corey Raymond. All right. When Corey Raymond wasn't retained by LSU. All right. And, and it's crazy. That we're starting off talking about Madhouse and Corey Raymond. All right. These two things happened at around the same time a few years ago. All right. I said that the Corey Raymond thing was going to be overblown. And to a certain degree, it was, but our secondary hadn't been that great since he's left. But Corey Raymond's secondary hadn't been that great at Florida, okay? Florida's got plenty of defensive back talent. They still weren't great. I am open to Corey Raymond coming back to LSU. I am very open to it. 
as I am open to a wide variety of possibilities at this point. Let me be clear, though, okay? It is so important to understand this, okay? And it's hard because we tend to think as fans of college football and just fans of sports in general that athletes are the only ones in sports that have a shelf life, okay? Because visibly, we can see when an athlete gets washed up. He doesn't have that same juice. He doesn't have that same power. He doesn't have that same wiggle. He doesn't have that same fire. And normally when an athlete gets into the 30s, we see the end is near, okay? The same thing happens to coaches. Now, some coaches, it doesn't happen, right? Coach K was good all the way up until his retirement. Nick Saban was good all the way up. Well, he still is good in his 70s. Some coaches are able to keep it going. Joe Pa, whoever, all right? But the truth is a lot of coaches get burnt out. A lot of coaches don't have the same gusto that they once had. They regress. And there's a lot of different reasons as to why they do. Sometimes it's for um, the, the game changing. Right. How coverages are played now is completely different to how coverages were played even five years ago. Right. Um, you know, at one time it was uh, the Tampa two was the thing in the NFL. Then the Seahawks brought in cover three and that became a thing. And, you know, coverages just change. They just do. Coaching styles change. Just because Corey Raymond was good at LSU once does not mean he is going to be good at LSU again. And for the last four seasons, okay, with four is a pretty decent sample size at two different spots, his secondaries have not been good. They have not. That is not a matter of debate. Now, just because his secondaries weren't good for a four-year period does not mean he can't come to LSU and bring back the Jamal Adams and Dante uh, Jackson secondaries that he had then. Doesn't mean he, he, he can't turn things around. But Corey Raymond's name has been brought up in this live chat more than any other coach's name, even more so than Brian Kelly's name in this chat. I wish I was hyperbolizing, but it's I'm not. If you watch my live streams, I even had a live stream two weeks ago before the Corey Raymond news even happened, where I said, hey, if, if we can, it's just not bring up, let's bring back Corey Raymond uh, comments. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how many times this thing gets brought up. Okay. We got a Kerry Coombs reference. Yeah, Kerry Coombs, and and he was he also went to the NFL and because um, the recruiting, right? So I, I I respect Corey Raymond. He's one of the best assistant coaches ever at LSU. He was great. He was great at LSU. Don't no one would disagree with that. 
Um, so, yeah. Let's go to William. He says, Ricks, Stingley, Flott, McLaughlin, not good. Well, William, this is why it's important to understand something called nuance. All four of them individually are good football players. The secondaries weren't good. We weren't good. We at we gave up seven yards per play in eight of ten games in 2020. Okay, eight of ten games we gave up seven yards per play. All right. The next season, our secondary was not the worst. I would say that they were better than the years before, but our overall defense wasn't great, and our secondary was okay. Right. Um. So individually, those guys all had great moments. They're all great players, all of them. But our secondaries weren't good. And Florida's secondaries these last couple of years weren't good. If they were good, Corey Raymond would not have been let go by Florida. Okay? I usually only watch LSU, but the crowd has talked a lot about the uh, U.S. Air Force DC. Was it Brian Knorr? Any info or expectation on him? I don't know anything about him. I don't really know a whole lot about him. I've not watched a lot of Air Force football. Uh, so, yeah. Let's go to uh, Shimana V. I think he never wanted to be at Florida. Yeah, you know, I think I think he would prefer to be at LSU. He played at LSU. Uh, he's at, you know, he had multiple stints at LSU. I'm not saying he is a bad coach by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. Um, let's go to Dylan. What's up, man? Just tuning in. Corey Raymond is a win-win hire, in my opinion. He wants DC. You can have him in waiting. If anything, he can bring in guys house needs to succeed in the SEC if you retain him. Yeah, that's... I, I guess so. I mean, I don't think he's ever been a defensive coordinator, though. I don't. I don't know if he has the desire to 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 call plays. Um, but there you go. Now, I do agree with William. You can't dispute the talent dropped off when he left. True. Okay. I don't think it is a stretch to say he is a more accomplished defensive court or defensive backs coach than what we have now. Okay. But my major point is I'm just letting you know that the, the, the secondaries under his leadership have not been good. All right. Now you also have to factor this in. Brian Kelly had the opportunity to keep him. Okay, Brian Kelly had the opportunity to keep him, all right, and he didn't do it. Now, coaching is a little bit more let bygones be bygones that people would like to admit, okay? People will forgive and forget if it means that they can get a job that they want, right? That's just how it works, right? Um, so the thing is, 
if I'm Corey Raymond and I'm as accomplished as he was, and LSU under Brian Kelly didn't want you back the first time or didn't want to keep it the first time, how do you think he would receive them coming to him saying, hey, we, we want you to come back now? I think he's a relatively humble guy, and he would be open to, to, to working with BK again. But ultimately, it's going to come down to who the defensive coordinator is. And figuring out if you want Matt House to be back is, is going to be uh, you know, a big question. Okay, I do think Jimmy Lindsey, if, if Matt House is retained, is going to be the, the defensive coordinator next year. So, uh, so there you go. Chris says Raymond is so overrated. I would say slightly. I, I don't. I don't think he was. I don't think he was bad at LSU. It's crazy to think that. But I do. I do think. You know. Yeah. He he ran DBU, but he ran DBU from 2012 um, until 2019, 2020, 2021. Okay. But. Yeah, you know, if 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 I'm Brian Kelly and you feel Corey Raymond is willing to let the pass be the pass, sure, let's do it. Let's do it. But it's a little bit more complicated than let's just bring this guy back just for the sake of it. Okay. Uh, I was about to say Pegasus is one of uh as as one of the the biggest hearts out there. No more retreads. Ron Cooper was so good; he really was. Like, I mean, there's just no other way around it. Yeah, Ron's up there, one of the best assistants we've had. And look, there's some assistants that I like a little bit more than than others. Like, we all have different opinions of different assistant coaches. I think Coach Dud is always, in my mind, going to be undervalued at LSU. Always. I love Coach Dud. Coach at Ohio State for a long time. Now, I do want to make a quick announcement before we get back into other football news. Actually, I'll wait. I'll wait for this. And that sounded bad. <laughs> No big deal. Just some just some equipment breaking over here. Put this right here. I'm gonna talk some Jaden Daniels here. Um, I'm learning new things about Jaden every day. Got some um, interesting uh, videos sent to me earlier today about some of uh, what some of Jaden's um, off season workouts from somebody uh, close to him, and. You know, I, I shared some of this at the time, but you have got to really realize, like, how hard this guy worked to get to where he is now, right? And I know LSU is releasing these the, the series. Uh, it's public. It's open to the public. You can watch it on Twitter, and you can go to thatkidjaden.com. Um, you know, Jaden Daniels worked so freaking hard, all right? He's got a decision to make. 
does he want to play in the bowl game? Now, there are a few things at play here. The first thing is Malik Neighbors. Malik Neighbors still needs to go out there and set a record um, for LSU. So Malik Neighbors kind of sort of said in the post game that he, he's playing in the bowl game. I think that could change um, very quickly. Uh, you know, you have the bowl game, and then you have, do you want to opt out like most people would do in this situation? I hope he, I hope everybody plays in the bowl game because I would like to see Jaden Malik and BTJ one last time together um, because those guys were magicians. But the one thing I don't want to happen is people pile on Jaden for if he wants to opt out. I think he deserves that right to opt out of the bowl game if he wants to. I don't think that it has anything to do with his legacy. It's just how things are now, right? Now, Bryce Young and, and Will Anderson played in the bowl game last year, and that was very admirable. But if Jane don't want to play in the bowl game, I'm fine with it as well. Let me also make one other thing clear. I, I don't know what he's going to do. I really don't. I would lean towards him playing, though. I, I really do think in my heart of hearts he will play. Okay? I also think him playing compared to him not playing has equally great amount of benefits. They do. All right? This is one of the really rare circumstances where it really is a win-win if he chooses to play or not play, right? Obviously, if he plays, we're more than likely going to win, okay, because he's great, right? He's an elite, elite, elite football player, and more than likely in the bowl game, we're not going to play a team as good as Alabama, Ole Miss, or Florida State. Okay. I think a lot of you know that. So, Jaden, elite football player, if he wants to play, we get to see greatness one last time. It's also a really nice opportunity for Garrett Nussmeyer. Once again, Garrett Nussmeyer has never started a game. So, if he is the guy, this would be the absolute perfect dress rehearsal for him. And I think it is a semi necessary one for him. It's so different when you are the starter, okay? There is a shift in team demeanor when you are the guy. The game plan's built around you. The game plan's built around your strengths. And the other team knows that you're going to be the guy. So they shift from watching film of Jaden primarily to watching film of you, right? And then there's also just all the extra, you know, curriculars that comes along with being the starter. Okay. This is a massive game for Garrett Nussmeyer, this bowl game. Massive because I I I would I would like to see him play. I would. Um I, I really, 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 really good. Really, really, really would. Okay. And this is also true. Garrett Nussmeyer has given some of Malik's 
best deep balls uh, of the last couple of seasons, right? You know, you had the Army shot this year, but the Georgia deep shots he hit to Malik Neighbors were absolutely breathtaking, right? And Garrett Nussmeyer can get him there if he needs to. So, yeah, I think I, th- I think it, I think it's a win-win regardless. And I don't think it's a, well, these kids are built different now. No, it's 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 a different thing. <sighs> oh, you were talking about the Vols game? Yeah, that that was a tough game. Then again, you know, if you get lit up by legendary offenses, I'm a little bit more sympathetic, right? So I'm getting lit up by Hendon Hooker and uh, freaking Stetson Bennett. I'm I'm okay with that, right? And also, Jaden is also going for some records too, right? Like he already has Joe Burrow's yards per game record right now. At 412 yards per game, single season. He's got it, okay? Um, At least of the quarterbacks of the past decade. But there are other, like, all-time records, like the cumulative EPA record is still up for grabs. Jaden could get there (laughs) if he he really wanted to. Uh, So there, there are still more ways he can further his name in the records book by, by playing in this game. Um, so there you go. It, it is the ultimate win-win for LSU. But look, you know, let's say Jaden Daniels, who is like Bryce Young. You know, he's a big intangible guy. Jaden and Bryce are are, are know each other really well. I once again I, I just think it's it would be more like Jaden to play in the bowl game than not, if that makes sense. Um I, w- I will say this though. Let's just say Bryce Young didn't play in the bowl game versus Kansas State. That result versus Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl did nothing, nothing for Nick Saban and his legacy. It'll probably be one of the more forgotten about bowl games uh, in in the Saban tenure, right? And that game could have been an opportunity for Jalen Milrow uh, to to prove his his worth as a starter. Now he ended up being uh, the, the the starter anyway, but that would have been one more game of starters experience for Jay for for Jalen Milrow. So still, I, I there's a piece of me that really wants Jaden to play though, huh? 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 Uh oh, y'all. Uh oh. The master blaster is here. I got to meet Tony and his wife. Tony. Javon, what's good? Would you prefer who would I prefer us to play in the bowl game? Notre Dame. Bring them on. 
Logan Diggs versus his old team. Brian Kelly versus his old team. Mike Dembrock versus his old team. Let's go. Yeah, that's who I'd prefer, but there's a lot of teams that I would like to see in, in, in the bowl game. One team I do not want to play is Clemson because we got them coming up on the schedule. So think of some other uh, legendary brands that are going to be like around our uh, our area. So let's pull up the college football playoff rankings that was released tonight. And while that uh, while that gets brought up, let me um, be the first to tell you that I will not be doing a live stream tomorrow. Okay. Um, something pretty crazy happened to me a little bit earlier today. Uh, and I'm getting to get to do something really cool. You guys know I don't like not doing live streams. Uh, so I will be going to Fayetteville, Arkansas tomorrow night to go see Arkansas and Duke play. Now, you know, I'd, I guess I like Coach Musselman. I mean, I'm, I'm not a – I've had friends play for Arkansas basketball and all that stuff. But the main reason I'm going is because I used to work with Coach K. And I've never gotten the opportunity to see Duke play in person. Never. Uh, so it's a pretty big moment. That was a pretty cool moment in my career when I got that opportunity. Um, so – we will have a live stream Thursday. So back on normal schedule Thursday night, no live stream Wednesday night. Okay. I know a lot of you like the 6 p.m. live streams on Wednesday because it is a little bit earlier, but um, I, I am going to see Duke play for the first time in my life. And I'm not even a Duke fan. I'm not, uh, it, but I like seeing iconic brands and I've never gotten to see Duke basketball, basketball play in person. And I'm getting to go to the game with, um, one of the best men in my wedding, one of the groomsmen in my wedding. So, uh, and I never get to see him anymore. So that's uh, really cool. And that all happened tonight. It actually happened on the SEC channel. The Bobby Petrino news broke. I decided to go live. We had a record amount of people on any SEC live stream I've ever done. And somebody on the stream, uh, I referenced a Duke game, and he sent me a ticket. That's basically it. It's crazy. So, this is a college football playoff rankings. Obviously, we won't be in the top four. But these are obviously a bunch of schools in the range of possibility that we could play. I think Oregon State would be fun. Arizona would also be fun. Uh, Louisville, Oklahoma State. But obviously, Notre Dame would generate the most interest. Okay? I don't want anything to do with the Iowa in a bowl game. <laughs> huh? Uh, uh, uh. Uh, I'm doing a piece on Hail Marys and last second passes and the Drew Tate pass kept popping up and I was like, I really want to punch myself in the face. Uh, but Arizona would be a fun team. Arizona. That would be fun. So there you go. 
Yeah, Chris, there you go. Another reason I want to go. All right. I've not been to an opposing SEC basketball stadium or arena in like five, six years, something like that. Okay. You know, there there was so much made about like Tiger Stadium and, and, and improvements. And Tiger Stadium already released a statement saying that there will be a lot of improvements, including LED light shows and so on and so on. Y'all, the PMAC needs work, all right? I went to a game, and I had really good seats in the PMAC. And obviously, LSU basketball stunk it up tonight. Two for 23 from three. And the last um, LSU basketball game I went to was versus Nichols earlier this year, thanks to uh, PHO viewer Hal. He sent me some tickets, and... That game was obviously a heartbreaker. But I went into the PMAC. I was like, y'all, this, this is just, uh. And I kind of want to go to another SEC arena. Bud Walton is probably one of the better ones. And I, I, I want to see how we can improve the, the, the LSU arena, right? Just so I could see the difference. So there you go. But yes, I will be taking the day off. But if one of you guys want to call me on the road, I know Sibley will call me tomorrow. I always talk to Sibley about once a week. So there you go. Let's play Bama again. Why not? Huh? 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 Let's go to uh, my guy Mint. PMAC, PMAC needs needs upgrades, right? Especially now with Kim Mulkey in there. The queen needs a palace. All right. Next thing, I want, I, want, I want to be very clear here. I do not hate Bo Nix. I don't. Bo Nix's history with LSU is so unfreaking believably complicated, right? So, a big reason why we won the game in 2019 versus Auburn is because Bo Nix was a true freshman and he wasn't that good. Then in 2020 and 2021, he played his two best games of his career in 2020. Didn't throw for a 300 yard passing game except versus us in 2020. Then in 2021, he came to Tiger Stadium and went off. Johnny Manziel at a game-winning drive. So now, lo and behold, we're going up against him for the most prestigious award in individual sports, or in team sports for an individual. Okay? I cannot state this enough. 
Jaden Daniels, if he were to win the Heisman Trophy, would be one of the best quarterbacks to win the award. He would. If Bo Nix were to win the award, he would not. Okay? It's honestly that simple. I don't think this is close. I really do don't. And I know, I know I got a Jaden bobblehead and a Jaden autograph card in my backdrop. And I know Oregon fans would say, well, of course he would say that, but the yards per game isn't close. QBR Jaden is better, better cumulative EPA, EPA per play. Okay. Uh, explosive passing plays. Jaden has more explosive passing plays than any one of the past five seasons. Keep in mind, he's only played 12 games. Anyone. And by explosive plays, we mean plays of 20-plus yards. This isn't close, all right? Let's just say Jaden Daniels couldn't run. Let's just say Jaden Daniels was... Jared Lee, level fast. I I don't know. I was just trying to think of a pocket quarterback, and I thought Jared Lee. I love Jared Lee. But let's just say Jaden Daniels is like Will Rogers. Can't run, all right? His passing numbers are alone (coughs) good enough to be in the Heisman conversation. Just his passing numbers, all right? Then you get to the rushing. The rushing is what does not make this close, okay? It's it's not worthy of debate. It's not. Jaden is that far ahead statistically of Bo Nix. We can get into a conversation about the completion percentage thing. Bo Nix has Jaden in completion percentage. He does. I would not argue against it because that's what the numbers say. But Bo Nix's A dot is lower. And what makes that so daggum funny is the biggest criticism of Jaden Daniels at the the beginning of the season was how low his average depth of target was. His A dot was low. Okay. But that's because we played against a lot of quarters. And then once our explosive passing really started to get going, his A dot skyrocketed. It is now Bo Nix's ADOT being low and a lot of yank yardage that made it to the point where this is not close, okay? Now, would Bo Nix be the worst size of trophy winner? No, I, I don't think so. But I'll tell you this, Kyler Murray was better. Joe Burrow was better, obviously. Uh, Caleb Williams, I think, had a better season than Bo Nix had this year. Um, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I, I think I would take Mar- Mariota's year over Bo Nix, but that's not here nor there. Nothing against Bo Nix. I think he could be a good NFL quarterback. Now, one final thing I'll say about Bo Nix: you can go to Power SEC. And see me saying before the season, Bo Nix is a great preseason Heisman bet. My favorite preseason Heisman bet. 
So I benefit. I if, if and that, now I didn't actually play it, but I would just give him my opinion. But I would feel this way because I love LSU football so much. I would prefer Jaden to win it, even if I didn't have any money on 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 Jaden and I had a thousand dollars on Bo Nix. Okay. All right, let's go to this right here from Danny Girl. I've seen a bunch of different numbers of our strength of schedule ranking this season. Where can I find uh, the accurate and real ranking of strength of schedule? All right. So um, I've shared before that I'm friends with a guy uh, uh, by the name of Dave Bartu. Okay, and Dave and I have talked about this um, at length. All right, and Dave knows more about college football than I will know. Uh, about college football and Dave Bartu was on pressing guys channel a few, uh, uh, a few weeks ago. Okay. So uh, Dave and I have been friends for forever. All right. The one thing that he is a stickler about is strength of schedule. And one thing that he oftentimes brings up to me is that he doesn't feel that there is good strength of schedule ranking metrics out there. It changes from site to site. Now, I'm going to share with you the strength of schedule rankings that ESPN uses, Danny. And you could find this on ES, uh, ESPN.com. Okay. So, LSU's strength of schedule this year is seventh, uh, according to ESPN's metrics. All right. Let's go to Oregon. Their strength of schedule is 41. All right. That's Oregon State. Excuse me. Oregon's strength of schedule is 62. So according to ESPN, Oregon straight the schedule is 62 and LSU's is seventh. All right. But strength the schedule metrics change from site to site. All right. Now we can look at something like strength of record. All right. LSU's strength of record is 13 and Oregon's is ninth. So what does strength of record mean? Well, essentially. What would the average team's record be with your strength of schedule? All right. So that's why a strength of record uh, rating could be dramatically different than a strength of schedule ranking, right? Because Oregon's only lost one game up to this point, a close game. All right. But strength of schedule, I, th this is what ESPN uses LSU top 10 strength of schedule. Okay. So hopefully that answers your question, Danny. Um, but that is where you could find it. And how about let me do this? Let's go. All right. And there you go, Danny. I just uh, sent it to you. If you want to look at it yourself. Ooh, Roby. Anyone want to tell him? Huh? 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 Oh, man. The sheriff did not win the Heisman. This is awesome. 144 of you in here. I love it. I'm very blessed to get to do this, Sam. And it's all thanks to you. And I'm a little late here to be doing the giveaway. 
We came on one of these uh, earlier. Uh, um... Oh, I see, Roby. I see what you're doing. So, yeah, I I do think this would be if Jaden doesn't win it. I do think this would be one of the biggest Heisman Trophy robbings ever. I really, I really do feel that way. Now, I kind of want to give this out. Get out one of these earlier this year. Since we're talking about quarterbacks, let's give another one out. Let's take it out the protective casing here. Uh, if we get to a hundo and supers, give out a autograph Zach Mettenberger refractor. This card is beautiful. And right now, I think we are at. I think we're uh, a tenth of the way there. Danny's follow up. Yeah, so there's different sites that do their own strength of schedule metrics, okay? I also think strength of schedule is 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 slightly overvalued uh, in this way, right? In terms of the playoff, I truly do think there are so many different metrics that uh, the committee uses. I don't know how much strength of schedule actually plays a role into it. Okay. This would be, and if you guys don't mind, I've touched on pretty much everything else you wanted to touch on. Except recruiting. If you guys want to go into recruiting right now, let me know. Or would you guys want me to discuss the college football playoff? Because I kind of want to talk about the playoff here. All right. Yeah, I sent you a pretty nice Logan Diggs, and congratulations. You deserve it, Jared. You really do. And Simper, I got to meet Simper this weekend. And that was pretty cool because Simper's been a huge part of what we're building here, man. I appreciate you spending the time uh, to chat with me. And it was totally luck. Uh, Simper saw that I was at the game. We exchanged numbers via email. And then I was walking to go do my postgame show at Uncle Cliff's house. And for some reason, I was like, let me walk back through the natatorium because it'd be a little bit quicker. I was already kind of sort of in the right direction of where I needed to go. And as I was walking, I bumped right into Simper. In the Think about it. Over 90,000 people, I walk right into them. It's crazy. Uh, good to see you, man. And I put your photo in the film study. You are bigger than me. Huh? 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 Um... So uh, since Jared uh, super chatted on the SEC thing um, earlier, let me share something that I think is total BS from Bill Hancock. I've interviewed Bill Hancock uh, three separate times, all at SEC media days, okay? Um, Bill Hancock said their job is to put the, f- the 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 four best teams into the playoff. Everything else is just noise, okay? 
Let me pull up the um, the actual quote here from Bill Hancock. All right. Pull up. Let me see. What's her name? She had the quote CFB Heather. Heather Dinich. Okay. Here, here's a quote from Heather Dinich. College football executive director Bill Hancock said the committee's job is to rank the four best teams and that the most deserving is not anything in the committee's lexicon. They're there to rank the best teams in order, and that's what they do, so just keep that in mind. Okay, here's my issue. If you are just voting for the four best teams and most deserving is not a part of this, Florida State is not one of the four best teams without Jordan Travis at quarterback, okay? So what that quote tells me is they are opening the door to knock Florida State out of this, okay? They are. Florida State is one of the four most deserving teams, all right, especially now with what we know about Jaden Daniels. There is no debate. The Florida State game was Jaden Daniels' toughest game. Now, he wasn't bad in that game, but it was his toughest game. All right, that makes what Florida State did to us even more impressive. They deserve to be here, okay? They deserve it, all right? No doubt about it. But if you're going to say the four best teams in Florida State is not that, okay? I'll go one step further. If you're if you want to say the four best teams, then Washington shouldn't be here either. Anybody that has watched Washington this season will tell you that this is one of the flukiest undefeated runs we have seen. Okay. Barely beat middle of the road Washington State. Barely beat middle of the road not so good Stanford. Barely beat Arizona State when your star quarterback played a terrible game. Now, you did beat Oregon, but goodness gracious, great balls of you-know-what. You won on the final drive. You can't look at me and tell me with a straight face that... Ohio State, Texas, and Alabama wouldn't be favored over Washington. So I disagree with Bill Hancock. 
if this quote from Heather Dinich is basically the totality of what he said, all right? And I disagree with that. It shouldn't just be the four best teams. Washington's undefeated record should mean something. Florida State's undefeated record should mean something. Who cares that Jordan Travis is out? Who cares? Keon Coleman is still on that team. Jared Verse is still on that team. Brandon Fisk is still on that team. Trey Benson is still on that team. Mike Norvell is still coaching that team. They deserve it if they get in. So I'm just telling you, when they use words like our job is to put the four best teams in there, it opens things up. Okay. You're right, Pegasus. Bama barely beat Auburn. And Bama barely beat Arkansas. You're right. But you tell me, if your job is to pick the best teams and Bama beats Georgia, if your job is to give me the best teams, there would not be a victory in college football better than Bama beating Georgia in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, I think I've seen you in here before, Shermana. It's uh, good to see you. And, uh, yeah, we always want new new viewers to, to feel welcome. Player X, my guy, is in here. Man, y'all, uh, when I was doing the film study, Player X uh, sent me a, a message. He built a fire. He's like, Carter, come chill. And I was like, man, I can't. i got to do the film study. Anytime I get to hang with Player X, it is definitely an awesome time. Good to see you, man. Uh, I didn't get a chance to go, though. One other thing. I don't know if I can watch another Bengals game without Joe Burrow. I'm not going to go into any deeper details on, on that, but daggum. I love watching the Bengals because of Joe and Jamar, but can't watch them anymore now, man. That is true, Brian. Georgia is not as dominant as the previous Georgia teams. They're not as good. But they're still damn good. <laughs> they are still freaking good. I mean, they're Death Star level when it gets to November. Blow out Georgia Tech after a slow start? No problem. 
blow out Ole Miss, a good 10-win team, no problem. Blow out Tennessee in their house, no problem. Oh, yeah, you're not going to have fully fully healthy Lad McConkie in any of those games, no problem. They just keep freaking rolling. I mean, rolling on the river, rolling. Okay. Good to see Ashley in here tonight. Good to see you, buddy. Ashley's been rocking with us for a while. Yeah, they barely beat Auburn in Auburn before Carson Beck is who he is now. If Jaden Daniels did not exist, Carson Beck would be the best quarterback in college football right now, especially if you're talking about right now, the way that he's playing. Dude is unreal. Cole, come on. Really? Texas is without Brooks, so he is just as important to that. Come on. Cole, you did you really type this out? You really type this out and press send. And pressed send. You pressed enter. Or if you're using a Mac return. You, you, you said, hey, Siri, type the most ignorant comment I could possibly type. Cole, you know I respect you, but you can't say this. Jordan Travis and the, the running back from Texas, just as important? I don't know about that. It seems a little bit of a stretch. Now, Sibley's a Texas fan. Maybe he could tell us a little bit more about Kennedy Brooks. Or I I, his, I forget his first name. Is that his first name? Uh, he's a good player. But Jordan Travis is a top five most valuable player in the sport. He's that good of a QB. TT, what it do? Tyler sent me uh, some photos in the Discord of uh, his kid helping him make some pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. There you go, Tyler. It's called being PHL Super Dad.
Haynes King's good. He's a good QB. Haynes King's a good QB. Let's see here. What do I want to do next? In what direction would I like to go now? Ugh. Back on the road again tomorrow. Oh, okay. Let me um touch on this really quickly. Um I don't know where LSU men's basketball goes from here. All right. I just don't. I have one more thought on that. Um, but first. PHL Nation. Oh, yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season. And I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to LouisianaControls.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. We'll go to Roby's Super Chat, but first thing here on the men's basketball team, two for 23 from three. I mean, the shots weren't falling. I don't. I don't know if Matt McMahon's going to be your coach next year. I don't. I don't. Let's go to Roby Super Chat though, because I wanted to get into recruiting. Sean Washington uh, commits to LSU, or Sean. I, I haven't got the correct pronunciation. Pronunciation. Big guy. He was committed to LSU at one point. Then he committed to Georgia. Then he left Georgia, and he has been in in the JUCO ranks, and now he's coming to LSU. Obviously a big body. I think he could fill a massive need as a little bit more of a point guy, if you will, a guy that can eat up gaps and eat up uh, blockers. And that's something that I think we really struggled with this season up the middle is keeping our linebackers clean, right? And 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 blockers getting to uh the second level of our defense. Um you know, I would like to see Matt House run the defense that he ran at Kentucky, right? Which is uh, a little uh it's a, a little different than what we're running now. Actually, it's a lot different. It's what 
Aranda run with the slightly different principles. Okay. So there you go. Now, why I, I look at the chat here, I, I I don't know why there there's a David Duke reference uh, in here. So you debated David Duke at Free Speech Alley. That's nuts. Okay. Did not. Oh, okay. I see this. Where? Oh, okay. Yeah, that that would be kind of a weird mix up there. But lucky enough, uh, that didn't happen. Huh? 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 Uh, but yeah, Jared, I, you know, last week on the basketball team, and we'll go a little bit deeper into recruiting with the uh, Roby Super Chat. Fouls and jacked up threes were making Jared angry. Yeah, they're they're a tough watch. They're they're a tough watch. Here, here's my thing. All right. When I watched Matt McMahon's team played last year, all right, it was some very basic basketball things that you would see that we would not be able to carry out, right? You know, carrying the ball up the floor smoothly. Um, understanding time and situation, just the basic things. And it was tough. It was really, really, really tough. So it was, um, I, I, I don't, I mean, we'll see what SEC, what the SEC looks like this year. It's, it's, it's going to be good. I mean, it's going to be good. Like, Tennessee is really good. Arkansas, and I don't know. This was I'll see Arkansas in person tomorrow night. But Tennessee is really good. Kentucky looks really good this year. Ole Miss has Chris Beard now, which is not good news for LSU. Texas A&M is going to be pretty good this year. Alabama and Nate Oates. So we're in trouble. We're we're in a lot of trouble right now on, on, on the men's side of things. Okay. Eli. Oh, Elijah Robinson. Okay. That makes sense. I will say, uh, as far as it's not known if Manhouse is going to be kept or not. But when Polian moved on, our special teams did get better this year. It did. Okay.
It's wild, man. Zay says Aaron Anderson and number 40 next up, brother. Remember, I told you. Yeah, so let me ask you this, Zay, since you're telling me this. Do you believe Aaron Anderson is going to be a dude next year? Let me know. Tough year for him, but it could just be that Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. exist and Kyron Lacey exists. Those guys are better than everyone else we have at this point. All right. Do, do you think, you tell me, do you think Aaron Anderson breaks out next year? That's a good question, Roby. I think when you have a women's team as good as LSU, you you do it, all right? If you have a national championship, you know, level program, you need a better arena than what we have. It's not a bad arena, uh, uh, but So Zay says, yeah, it's just he was overshadowed by Malik and, and Brian Thomas. Okay. Simper says, make sure I haven't it charged you the super chat. I haven't seen your super chat pop up. Unless you sent it uh via Venmo Cash App. There you go. Oh, I hate that Semper. We can work it out, man. Super chats could be weird. Jared, I think I appreciate you. Um, next thing. As far as recruiting is concerned, hopefully one of these elite Texas guys, whether it's Terry Bussey or Draylon Miller, uh, commit to LSU. I also think we are going to land some some big portal names from the SEC. There was one name. I'm not a big rumors guy. There's one name that that got me kind of excited. I might post I might post in the Patreon. One name. You got me pretty excited. 
Uh, let's go to Danny. She super chatted a little bit earlier of the um, quarterbacks that are in the portal. Will Rogers, Max Johnson, and Tyler Van Dyke. But Danny, why would you name three quarterbacks in the portal? But you don't mention the best one that's in the portal. And he played at Kansas State. Will Howard is in the portal. Okay. Well, Howard is in the portal. So would you take Will Howard over Garrett Nussmeyer? I wouldn't. I am rolling with the nuts bus. Rolling. Rolling. All right. There is no quarterback. None. And by the way, I don't think Cam Ward is in the portal. I think he's just been there's teams trying to get him out of the portal. I will say this. And this is going to sound um this is going to sound like me being an asshole, all right? And that's okay. And I understand uh I understand a lot of coaches and and, um, analysts, administrators, all these people. I understand that this is not going to be popular. All right. But if I were a quarterback and I was a starting quarterback who's team would greatly appreciate me coming back. So someone like Cam Ward at Washington State, right? I am putting my name in the transfer portal every single season. Every single season. And opening up a bidding war. You can always come back. Then again, they can also go get someone else to, to replace you. But if you're good, there's going to be teams out there that'll be like, well... You know, a starting power five level quarterback is probably worth 250K at minimum. Let, let's let's take somebody on, on the lower end before we get to this very generous player X super chat. Um let's say Devin Leary at Kentucky. Devin Leary at Kentucky wasn't really that good this year. He just wasn't. He he was he was fine. But he wasn't who they thought he was going to be. And he, he, he just won that great. 
they still won seven and four. Their backup quarterback situation isn't the best. So even the most average quarterback play, would you say, let's just say, um, or seven and five is what they ended up being. Would you say seven and five is better than five and seven? Yeah. Devin Leary was was worth whatever they had to get him. Even if he underperforms, the, the quarterback matters that much. So if I'm quarterback and I know that, I'm putting my name in the portal and saying, look, this is what I need. And they'll pay it. Okay. Let's go to player X super chat. Carter, what does LSU need to do from now until the bowl game to prepare for next season? So something else that's going to be very unpopular. The bowl game is not as important as a lot of the things that happen from now until the bowl game. The bowl game is actually probably not of top five importance uh, from now until the bowl game, which sounds wild, but it's true. All right. If I were to rank the five things you need to do, the first thing is obviously decide who you are firing. Okay. The second most important thing is decide who you are going to hire when you fire whoever you might fire. Then, arguably, the more important thing, it's not as difficult because you're just closing things down, but you also got to get the signatures for the early signing period, all right? All of that intertwines, which is why you always hear me say the opinion that the early signing period should be abolished, gotten rid of, destroyed, and just push everything back to February. Nobody wants to listen to me. So what's funny about this, Player X, is I love this question so freaking much because the bowl game really doesn't mean a whole lot. It really doesn't. All right? Like, for instance, let's let's take the Florida Gators. All right? They went 6-6 six and six their first year under Billy Napier. This year they went 5-7. and seven. Okay? They're not going to a bowl game. Now, is that a bad thing? Well, it is if you had Florida over five and a half wins this year, and a lot of people did. All right, they lost five in a row for for that to happen, but they weren't a really good football team this year with a really bad defense. But I could argue Florida being five and seven is better than them being six and six, because if you remember correctly, Florida no-showed for their bowl game. Florida historically has a tendency to no-show for bowl games, okay? And they played Oregon State around the time that the signing periods were happening. Now, why did Florida look so bad versus Oregon State? Well, it's because Florida was more important, on, uh, more focused on recruiting and all these different things. So, you know, there, there's so many different things. Now, from now to the bowl game to prepare for next season, these are the two biggest questions for me, Player X. What do you want to do at defensive coordinator is number one. And then number two, what do you want to do at quarterback? 
Those are the two biggest things. Nothing comes close to those two questions for Brian Kelly. All right. Nothing. You know what your offensive line looks like. You know what your running back room looks like, which could get even better in the next couple of weeks. Uh, wink, wink, nod, nod. Of course, you got to figure out wide receiver, but that kind of figures itself out. We need to portal in some more defensive linemen. Well, actually, all three levels of the defense. But nothing comes close to the madhouse question, and nothing comes close to the backup quarterback situation. Nothing. Nothing. Okay? Nothing. Not a single recruit. None of that. All right. Unless it's Bryce Underwood committing. That's a pretty big deal. This isn't this is this isn't the, the, the point though, H Town. I'm not saying a backup quarterback. All right. I'm not saying a, a, a backup quarterback is 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 taking Garrett Nussmeyer's job. Far from it. I think Garrett Nussmeyer should be the guy. But my point is, do you have a backup quarterback that is as good as Garrett Nussmeyer backing up Garrett Nussmeyer next season? In other words, do you feel comfortable for a few drives if Jaden Daniels can't go out there and play? Keep in mind, when Garrett Nussmeyer went in for Jaden versus Alabama, he played admirably, right, considering how difficult of a situation that was. Had to step in versus Missouri, played admirably. So do you feel comfortable with Ricky Collins being your top backup next season? Because going into next year with the quarterback room as um, set up, and if Jaden decides to play the bowl game, you're going into next season with no career starts in your quarterback room. Here's a good question. Carter, how happy would you be if KJ transferred to LSU? Obviously, I'd be very happy, but that's a little bit of a pipe dream to have um, someone of that experience to come in and play his final season when it's it's Garrett's team, right? But yeah, there's a lot of these super seniors that still have a year left. Well, Rogers, KJ, Jackson, Dart, a lot of these guys still have a year left. Hey, I'll loan me some KJ. I, I'll tell you this. So I did a two-hour Arkansas show on the SEC channel for the um, Bobby Petrino thing, right? Like I shared with you earlier, I'm getting to go to the Duke game tomorrow night. So once again, no live stream tomorrow night. Okay?
the thing that shocked me more than anything, and there were some questionable comments. I won't get into that, but Jared was there. Um, what other PHLs were there? Jared was there, and I know Roby was for sure there. Uh, did you jump in there, Joshua, for a little bit? But anyway, on the SEC channel, uh, Chance was in there for a little bit. I have never, never seen a fan base crap on KJ Jefferson quite like that. It kind of reminded me of how some LSU fans treated Jaden Daniels last year, but worse. Okay. Um, I'll leave it at that. Okay. I I thought LSU gave Jaden a tough time. I never seen, there was one guy. One guy, all right. I and and this 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 kind of pissed me off during the live stream. Okay, one guy said, "Hey, KJ needs to start getting an application for Arby's or Popeyes." And I was like, "Wow, you really, you really said that aloud. You typed that out and 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 said that." I was like, "Damn, Arkansas fans, do y'all, do y'all not watch the games? Did did you not see?" Him almost beat Alabama and almost beat freaking LSU this year. I mean, I mean, it's it's amazing how the like it is it is amazing how bad people like to trash quarterbacks. I'm I'm just I'm just saying. Okay. I Carvis, I swear to you, go 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 watch the stream. I couldn't believe I heard I saw that. Okay. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't. I was like, wow. Here's Danny Girl. Your backups to Nuss will be Collins, 17-year-olds, no snaps. Hurley, 16-year-olds, zero snaps. You have to get a QB in the portal with experience. I tend to agree. I mean, Ricky Collins has played some snaps and he's not 17. I, at least I, would, I don't think he's 17 anymore. Um, but your point is still the same. That's just that's just minutia. Okay. It's just minutia. Your final point is is probably true. Unless you are a massive Ricky Collins believer, all right? If you truly believe Ricky Collins is a Division One Power Five starting level quarterback in the SEC, then you don't need to go get a portal quarterback. You don't. But you have to feel very certain about that if that's the case. And I think it comes down to this, Carvis. I think it comes down to this. I don't think your top backup quarterback can be someone you just like, right? It's got to be someone that you love, right? I like Ricky Collins as well. He's got all the tools. There are people that pay thousands of dollars every year to play in dynasty fantasy football quarterback leagues that had Ricky Collins as a top five quarterback in his cycle, right? 
Ricky has some tools, and there are a lot of things about what I saw in his high school film where he played in uh, some hellacious environments behind bad offensive lines and still put out some ridiculously good throws in the face of heavy pressure going up against really good Louisiana competition. Uh, he made some throws on the road at Destrahan going up against uh, Collage Cobbins, who's a, a really good pass rusher. Ricky, Ricky's got s- some, some really good tools. But I think as your top backup, you've got to love somebody. All right. Now, Colin is definitely 16. But if Ricky is only 17 right now, that's crazy. And that's fine, Player X. Let me share this stat with you one final time. Now, once again, this is just for LSU, and this is not an all-encompassing stat. If you were to go look at every single LSU quarterback that succeeded since the championship era, so that's basically Matt Mock until now, the one stat that all the quarterbacks who succeeded had compared to all the quarterbacks who failed had is experience. And I'm not necessarily saying playing experience. I'm talking about your age or your year experience as a player. All right. Every single LSU quarterback that became a full-time starter by year three or later of their maturation process turned out to be successful. Every single LSU quarterback that had to start full-time in year two or year one or fewer did not work out or was not what we would consider to be somebody that we would call great, if you will. It matters. It does. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't, that Ricky Collins isn't, you know, a, Bryce Young or someone like that that's that can and he probably won't be that good but my point is he he could be a good year two guy if if let's say Garrett were to go down and he was a top backup but history would, would say otherwise let's go to Bruce's super chat he says hire Corey Raymond Pete Goldinger Blake Baker and Bo Davis recruit Louisiana and bring back the D so one of somebody really close to Bo uh, watches his channel, and I I don't know if Bo's ever going to leave Texas. I really don't. Um, Blake Baker, Pete Golding. Um, would would be upgrades. They 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 would be. I think Golding stays at at Ole Miss, and I think Blake Baker would leave for LSU in a heartbeat. But he's got a good thing going at at at, at uh, Missouri. Yes, Bryce Underwood's class of twenty twenty five. I'm not saying that he would or would not be good. Okay, I'm just telling you that 
I, I was just sharing the, the the stat that once again I'd like to see broken. Rowie's just ready for the video game. Yeah, Arch Manning, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on him coming to LSU. What if Ricky transfers to start somewhere else? That would obviously be a disaster for us. Uh we we really, really could use him staying in our room. Okay. Pressure believes in Joe Sloan getting Ricky Collins ready to go. Look, Joe Sloan has been very pro-Ricky from the get-go. So if Joe feels he can be the top backup, sure. Sure. So there you go. But I've done a lot of Ricky breakdowns. I've, I got a 45-minute Ricky film study on Patreon. I am a believer. I am. I, I think he can be um, an SEC starter. I do. Here's Pegasus. My only problem with Nuss is y'all are already giving him the job. Why? Because it's his, it's, I mean, it's his locker room at this point. Um, look, I love Garrett Nussmeyer. I do. I'm always open to getting whoever is the best for LSU. Okay. I have no qualms about anybody coming in to be whichever position at LSU because the team is always more important than anyone. But I think Garrett Nussmeyer is going to be pretty good. I do. Now it's we're we're gonna have to switch a lot of things up, and we won't have the fastest quarterback that may have ever played college football to bail us out of situations. Um, so there you go. Yeah, Marcus, that's a little incomplete for me because I've not really watched. I mean, I actually have watched his high school footage because he sent me his clips. And it looked really good. But I don't give my final high school prospect grade until later this summer, right? I watch all their senior tapes, and I give you my best grade. I, I give it my all. Um. But it's a very inexact science. There are some names in the SEC, though, that I'm very interested in, in, in coming to LSU. Okay? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true because Jaden freaking Daniels is right there. <laughs> I mean, that's just. I mean, I don't know how he could have beaten out Jaden Daniels at this point. I will say it's very impressive that he beat out Walker Howard. Not necessarily because like Walker Howard is this next great thing. It's that they the 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 terms were even, right? I think LSU would have loved to have seen Walker Howard outplay Garrett Nussmeyer and earn that number two job, but it's not what happened. I think Garrett's gonna be good. I do. I do. Kobe Matthews, is that one of the names? Yeah, it is one of the names. I think that one's a little too obvious. Dude, like texting him, like Facebook is just going crazy. Not Facebook, but like Twitter. So there was um, like one local TV guy that said texting him is they're they're thinking too high. They're, they're they're maybe it's a job that's seven and five, eight and four, nine and three because they've always been that, which is true. But Texas A&M has always not recruited top five recruiting classes, right? You can win a national championship there. You can, right? You just got to go get the right guy. Now, is Mike Elko the right guy? I'll tell you this. It's better than the other guy that they were going for. Okay. All right, Cole. Have a good one. Let's see, where are we on the the meter here? Oh man, we're only 40 away from the Met card giveaway. Gave out one of these earlier this year. Got another one right here. Zach Mettenberger autograph card. I'll give out another one. Maybe Gordon just needs to give B2J a million dollars and say, hey, come back and, and, and be our guy. But I think B2J's going pro. Sounds 
Simper, I don't, I don't know. Are you, are, are you, are you joshing me here? Are you joshing me? Carlos, what's good, man? Thanks for the wristband you gave me at the game on Saturday. Well, Carlos, thank you so much for subscribing. Everybody, welcome Carlos to the channel. Uh, now, I hope you don't take this wrong, Carlos. I get when I go to games, I give out a ton of cards. I also give out a ton of wristbands. So please remind me of where I gave you your wristband. Uh, and I hate I didn't get a photo with you. Um, or maybe I did. I try to get photos with everyone, but games get crazy. I'm very lucky that I get stopped at games. I just think that's really cool. Like, that's just cool. I, I never take it for granted. I really do appreciate that, man. Sunspots, I'm interested here. I do like the avatar. Shout out Rocco, Dilbert, Heifer, Spunky. What were the neighbors' names that they didn't like? Uh, God, I, I kind of want to go watch that show right now. Uh, let's see. I was walking up the steps to my seat in the stands that I gave it to you. Okay, cool. Well, Carlos, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, I hope you come to more live streams. That's, that's why I do this, so we can help build this community, man. Uh, so. I. Pressure has already simmed out the season. Let's go to Cajun. Carter, do I think the ticket prices for Vegas will get much lower than they currently are? Um, no, no, for, for a few reasons. There's probably still a high volume of LSU fans who have never been to Vegas, right? And, you know, Vegas and Louisiana have a lot of things like in common, right? Like there's a gambling, there's a drinking, there's a party atmosphere, there's the tourist attractions. And I've always said this, there's three cities in America that are truly unique. And I've not been to all of them, okay? But three cities that truly do feel like you're you're in a different country is Vegas, New York, and New Orleans, okay? So, yeah, I mean, I think the demand of LSU fans wanting to go to Vegas is is, is going to be pretty high. I I think so. And obviously, USC fans, it's a it's a hop, skip, and the jump on over. So, yeah, I mean. At this point, I, my wife and I will probably go to Vegas. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to the game. It's crazy. It's crazy. Kenneth, what's good, man?
Who wants a who wants a handbrake? We're not gonna hate on Matt in here. Just because he coaches at Alabama doesn't mean nothing. Still played for us. They're seven hundred dollars each now. Yeah. That's how I be like that sometimes. All right, Roby has a Pelicans question. Appreciate it. Pelicans talk. When CJ and Trey Murphy come back, how do they fit in the lineup? Yeah, so obviously Trey fits in a little bit easier because any three-point shooter in the current NBA, like pure three-point shooter, uh, that's not ball dominant is always going to have a role, especially if you're six eight like he is. CJ, it's 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 going to be a little bit different. Like I actually like Zion, like running point forward kinds of stuff, right? But ultimately, it comes down to Zion and Bi playing better than they've played up to this point in the season. Even though I feel like they're good enough to win you playoff series, I do think that. But part of why the only good thing about college basketball season or college football season ending is I'm able to watch more Pels games. Okay. Semper, I appreciate that. So Semper, it was actually because of Samuel that I saw you. Um, because I was walking back to my uncle's house to do my post-game show. And uh, Cliff, you see him, Chuck, one of our sharpest viewers. And I was like, no, you know what? Samuel's tailgate's probably set up. So um, I walked towards Samuel's tailgate, and that's when I bumped into him, man. Very thankful for Samuel. Really am. Let's go to TJ, Louisiana Controls. LouisianaControls.com, 225-924-4990, baby. Please call Louisiana Controls and show them love. Okay? Before I get to this, I do, I do, I do want to address this. I'm definitely going to Vegas. It'll be Ashley's birthday weekend. Okay? Simper, any topic you want to pick, we'll go to it as well. Vegas and birthday weekend could get very, very, very wild. What's up, Reed, on Facebook? Good to see you. I would I would be very, very careful in Vegas. It's my birthday. I'm playing the slots. Let me put $1,000 on black. Uh, it could get crazy. I'm late tonight. Hopefully this isn't too off topic. But as of now, who is my pick for the national champion this year? It's a really good question, TJ. The obvious pick would be Georgia or Michigan. But I'm going to get spicy here. Texas gets in 
and shocks the world and wins the national freaking championship. It's happened. Let's go to Simper. My topic is who is the best to take Matt House's spot, and why is it Brian Noor? Now, I never thought someone with the name Simper would love to sing the praises of somebody from Air Force, but here we are. Well, actually, you'll be good. You don't drink anymore. You're good. I am believing in, in, in Sarkeesian. But Texas gets it done. Now, they have been unfreaking believably lucky. And they have had some unlucky injuries. But the Longhorns. Now, why do I say the Longhorns? Because they have the clutchest wide receiver in the history of the sport. And A.D. Mitchell on their team. And A.D. Mitchell has not lost a playoff yet. And he is going to bring the good juju over to the Texas Longhorns and win it all. But real talk, it's probably going to be Georgia. Let's go to Samuel here. He has a... Plus 3,500 bet on Jaden Winheisen with a $1,000 payout. Should I hedge on Bo Nix? Need help. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, so, okay, so that means you put, that means you put $35 on Jaden to win? No, that means you would have put, that means you would have put 300. No, 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 no. Well, you put Jaden to win. Uh, you probably bet $350 for Jaden to win the Heisen to win 1000 Either way. There you go. Pressure, what's up? Pooh Bear, what's up? Both y'all in here. Tell me this, Pooh Bear. How good is Tulane this year? So Pooh Bear knows a lot more about Tulane than probably most of us. Player X also knows a good bit about Tulane. You guys have seen them play in person multiple times. Okay. So you only bet 30. So, yeah, I... Yeah, you should. You should hedge and bet Bo Nix. Why not? Do you think? All right, let's check into the poll question. Should LSU hire Corey Raymond back? We'll wait till we get to 200. And now we got a first-time super chatter here. Shimona. She enjoyed the show. Catch you next time. Hashtag fire Matt House. So Shimona, I hope you don't 
leave just yet because we are $5 away. One more super chat for giving away the Zach Mettenberger autograph card. And if we get there, I'm going to send this to Shimona. She, I don't think you've ever, I don't think you've ever won anything on this channel. So this is going to Shimona. If we get another $5 super chat. We are, we are five U.S. away. There we go. LSU should uh, steal Makai Hughes from Tulane. So, Shimona, congratulations. All you got to do is send me a message on Twitter or Instagram at Power Hour LSU is my handle. It's very simple. At Power Hour LSU. Okay? And... Uh, there you go. And Jared made sure we got over there. So, congrats, Shimona. You're a first-time winner here on PHL. Let's see. Once again, no show tomorrow. I'm going to Fayetteville, Arkansas to see Duke and uh, Arkansas play. Not excited about driving again. <laughs> Graham beat you to it. Hal is getting ready to get you over the hump. Yeah, Chapman's been pretty good for them, huh? Tell them, Sibs, we'll have the best offensive line of college football next year. We should have a good running game. Tight end room should be better. The only room that, that will be taking a step back is wide receiver. That's it. And quarterback, of course. But on the defensive side of the football, what do they say? The only direction we can go is up. I know, Grant. I've been been on the road. But then again, I have not been faithful in forever. And um, getting to stay at my best friend, since I've seen him last in Fayetteville, he's had a kid. So I'm getting to see his kid for the first time. So I'm pretty excited about this, man. I've already been to one Sibley, and that was enough. I was at the Nichols game. Thanks to Hal. I sat in Hal's seats, and Hal has really good seats. And yuck. Uh, Garrett Dellinger, I think, is staying another season. I think it'd be smart, too. Uh, I think Miles Frazier and Charles Turner are interesting. Um, and then after that, I, th I think Mason Smith is also an interesting one. 
you take a look at like a mock draft composite. I actually looked at one earlier today. So basically where all the sites do their mock drafts, there are people out there that do a composite mock draft. And Mason Smith is still like a top like 150 player. Now, once again, these are composite mocks. These are people that just mock on based on NFL potential. They don't actually sit and watch all the games. And, you know, obviously Mason had a really freaking good game this past weekend. But, yeah. I think Logan Diggs is probably going to go. I think Makai Wingo, that's a tough one. That's that's a really, really, really tough one. Okay. Pelicans win Group B in the tournament. Let's go. I was at one of the tournament games, the Nuggets game, a few weeks ago. LD88. Mason Smith could be like Daniel Hunter. That's true. That's true. Maybe that's in the mind of the mock drafters or like sometimes it, it, it is kind of crazy when you look at it. A lot of the LSU defensive linemen that have achieved a lot at LSU turn out to not be who we think that they are. And then a lot of the LSU defensive linemen that weren't as good as LSU turn out to be like studs, right? Like, Daniel Hunter is definitely one of those. Al Woods is, I think he is the longest tenured 07 national championship team player. Um, I know he tore his ACL earlier this year, but he's been a really good pro. Let's go to Sibs. He says, I don't think Michigan could win the NCC. Yeah, they could. I mean, this Michigan team is really good. I mean, they're going to have a lot of guys drafted. But, you know, would they beat Georgia in the NCC? Probably not. But I think a better question would be, would Michigan have the same level of success in the SEC? And the answer is is. They're probably more of like a 10 and 2 kind of team in the SEC than undefeated in the Big Ten, if that makes sense. Okay. I've gotten a few Angel Reese questions. I really, I really just don't know a whole lot. I do know that uh, I am now a proud owner of some Anisa Morrow cards. 
I had some sellers back out on me before the season that pissed me off. And I really projected Anissa Moro to have a big role on this team. And now she's blowing up. And I was like, well, I got to get my hands on something. Uh, and I got my first one in the mail today. Uh, so, yeah, might just give it out on here. I don't know. I, this is my only one that I have. Uh, this might be my last Zach Menberger auto. Dwayne D, what's good, man? That's true. If you replace Michigan with UGA, they're probably undefeated with the UGA schedule. True. Bam TV, what's good? It's been a while. Caleb, yeah, I'm always down for, for Caleb Jackson chat. Transferred from Louisiana to or Texas Tech. Time difference? Where are you right now? Uh, what card? Down I see. Uh, I'll look right now. Are oh, you in Germany? Home of Michael Bollock. Home of Dirk Nowitzki. All right, yeah, I just replied LD. Let's freaking go, pals.
523. Got some Caden Durham chat. Oh, you guys know the Caden Durham chat gets gets the blood flowing for your boy. Five twenty-three AM in Germany. You know, the person that um designed this logo right here. I'm horrible at this. I should go this way, right here. Now I should go this way. That was so awkward. Uh, she's German. Oh, we got some Jeff Levy fans in here. There you go. All right, in the next few minutes, we'll take as many as we possibly can. Good question. Why did the NCAA ban photo shoots on unofficial visits? Okay. Here's why. It's a cost-saving measure. 
those photo shoots are not expensive to do, right? Because you have a salaried employee um, there to take the photos. But to keep all the photos the same in Epic, they always have to dress the kids up in like gear and take them to Tiger, Tiger Stadium. So that means you got to turn all the lights on. That means you got to have multiple staffers. So you got to have staff security there, multiple like recruiting staffers and media staffers. Got to have the photographer there to take the photos. Then you got to process the photos, send the photo to the recruit. And you were doing that for every single unofficial visit, which can happen at any non-dead period time. So you can have any player just drop in and photos, right? Have a photo shoot. And it's to help with the overexhaustion aspect of, of the job for like the media staff or people. That's the main reason why they decided to do it. At least that's my interpretation of it. Cause it was getting ridiculous, right? Every three star that made a last second five hour drive for that weekend was getting a photo shoot. Okay. Dwayne, people don't get it. I'm not going to say here that Mark Stoops is just bad. I just don't think he is that good. I think he's just middle of the road. And he got a very advantageous situation when he wasn't fired. And the coaches and teams that he goes up against all left right when his success began to happen. Okay. So there you go. Hope you guys enjoyed this unfreaking believable fun live stream. I want to shout out all the top super chatters. Michael B. Uh, Javon. Danny Girl really brought the heat today. Roby. Jared A. Player X. Danny Girl. Bruce. Roby, our top super chatter tonight. Simper. Shimona. Grant and Jared A. again. And congrats to Shimona for winning the Zach Mettenberger card. Please, Shimona, uh, shoot me a message on Twitter or Instagram at Card of the Power so I could send this out. Once again, no live stream tomorrow night. We'll be back Thursday night. We'll see you there. It is Pound Hour LSU. Bam! Crazy day. And tonight, we are doing, oh, fried fish. Let's go. Semper, I wish. <laughs> um, let's go.